Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the new and improved Engadget podcast. I am your host, Terrence O'Brien. Joining me this week, over on the far left, Nathan Ingram, senior editor. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. <laughs> Whenever you happen to be yeah. listening to this. Yeah. Next to him, Sherlyn Lowe, reviews editor. Good day. And to my right, Devendra Hardwar, senior editor. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining me. So this is a relatively early morning for us. We had a, a little bit of a fire drill first oh, thing yeah. this morning. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, which Just was a lot of fun. But we are now here in the studio, and it is time to get right to the fun. We are starting off with Flame Wars. For those who don't know how this works, uh, Nathan, Devendra, you guys are going to debate four of the biggest stories from the week. You will have exactly 20 seconds to make your opening statements. I'll allow you a brief rebuttal. Uh, after that, Sherlyn will declare a winner, and we will move on. If you go over your allotted time, this 20 seconds is a hard cap. I will greet you with one of these. Okay. So, yeah. Save yourself the embarrassment. <laughs> Be economical with your words is, is what I would say. Uh, so let's start off with everybody's favorite topic, iPhone rumors, because that's a thing that literally never ends. We are in gadget. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, from the moment an iPhone is announced... The next one is already getting yeah. rumored. They're usually talking about the next one even before that. Yes. yes. Like right now, there are rumors for next year as well. So, oh, yeah. Great. It's terrible. Yeah. Great. This is. <laughs> why did we choose this industry again? <laughs> it's great. We love the rumor mill. Always, yeah. yeah. Always changing. Yeah. Uh, so the rumors are that the iPhone 7 will have no headphone jack, like the um, Moto, Moto Z. Z. Moto Z. Yeah. God. <laughs> there's too Whatever. many. Yeah, there's too many phones. And they're going to redesign the home button. Um, so, Nate, I want you to tell me why this is a good thing. All right. Are we starting? Yeah, you're good. Yep. I don't think taking away the headphone jack is a good idea. I can't defend that. But a uh, haptic uh, home button, I think that's one less moving part to break. That's, that's, that's it? That's it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to ride out the 20 seconds now and stare at you awkwardly. Hmm. I think I made my point. I'm just going to stare at <laughs> Nate and like build up my rage. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll skip the buzzer and we can okay. go right to you, Devendra. Well, yeah. So I'm glad you agree. Losing the headphone jack doesn't save us anything, really. That's a really dumb decision. Uh, but the home button, yeah, it's another button to break. I don't like the way the, like, the haptic feedback buttons feel on the new MacBook. So I, I kind of prefer the feel of a real button. You guys are both coming in way. You guys are so boring. No, you're boring. Your yeah. face is boring. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. Put a Snapchat filter on it. We have, oh. Uh, oh. 
We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I, Nate, do you have any rebuttals here? I mean, have you used a MacBook with the haptic trackpad? Yep. I get used to it in like a day. It's not a big deal. And I feel like every year I read about how, oh, my freaking home button's breaking. Like, it's the common, it's the thing that I think breaks yeah. the most. So if they can avoid that, like, a lot less repairs on Apple's end. Seems like a smart business decision. Mm-hmm. I want to hear both your, th- well, especially yours, Nate's, on the yeah. headphone thing, because you never really talked about it. <laughs> All right. I think it's an incredibly dumb idea. I can't defend it. There's just no reason to take it away. Yeah. It is uh, the single most supported port um, for the, also the longest amount of statistic. time for decades. I mean, I don't even think of statistics. I'm just thinking of like reality, right? Yeah. It's supported across so many devices, so many things. Uh, I, I, the fact that we were losing that for no real reason is right. really if, if there was a good, if, yeah. if they could give us articulate a reason to get rid of it besides making it thinner, like and maybe Apple will. Yeah. We'll see. But right now, it sounds like it may make room for a second speaker on the iPhone. Mm. Which could be cool. I don't know. So the disagreement between you two is not over the headphone tech. It's <laughs> no. about just the about the home button. Yep. Um, I'm sure there'll be more once we hear about this yeah. thing. Because they did announce, uh, well, they didn't announce, but there's a rumor for the announcement date of September 7th. Yep. So we'll all we'll know see. much more very soon. Yeah. All right. Fill in. In the meantime, winner. Nate's the winner. Oh. oh. Congratulations. Thank you. Devendra, try other phones with the capacitive home button sometime. It's really I cool. have. It's it's a good no, thing. It's nice. Try double clicking, triple clicking on something like that. Works. You shouldn't have to great. triple click. I mean, also, it's that's a bad horrible UI. UI. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> give me. Woo. iPhone has that. It's <laughs> nope. there for Steve Jobs would never have let that happen. <laughs> By the way, we are keeping score, and okay. whoever has the most wins at the end of this will get something. Okay. Rights for I did not hear about this. Yeah, okay. well, you'll get a pat on the back from me, <laughs> and maybe the commenters will say something nice about you. Unlikely. No, Unlikely. that's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> not right, even just going to make an effort. Okay. Alright, so next up, uh, the Chromebook 13 from <laughs> HP. This is um, sort of a premium Chromebook device. Yes. I guess a competitor to the Pixel in a certain way. That's a fair assessment. Um, mm-hmm. So, Nate, is this actually a worthwhile device? Should people go out and buy it? At $819, which is the price I reviewed it at, no. <laughs> but they also have one that starts at 500 I haven't tested it yet, but everything I can tell is that it'll still be a really capable machine. Great keyboard, great screen, not so great battery life. But if you're into Chromebooks and want one that doesn't suck, it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it anyway. Do it. <laughs> How many seconds? Terrence just really likes yeah. to do that. I yeah. really just like. You had about three awesome. seconds left. I know. Right. I See, you got you guys were worried about this twenty second time limit. Yeah. You're, you're coming in under it. It doesn't take that long to make. I like your, thirty seconds. Yeah, well, you'll get you get a little bit of <laughs> I time would, afterwards. I would ramble too much in thirty seconds. <laughs> All right, Devendra, why is this a uh, device that nobody should purchase? I don't hate Chromebooks. I like the lower end ones, but more expensive Chromebooks. I don't get it. Like even at five hundred dollars, you can get a tablet and a good keyboard and have access to a whole bunch of apps and a more functional machine. There are plenty of Windows computers around five hundred bucks. Run Chrome and real apps. You know, it's a better deal. <laughs> I'm not passing up an opportunity to no. use it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I mean, do you do you have any rebuttal there, Nate? My rebuttal is that most $500 Windows laptops are hot garbage. That's not true. <laughs> what can you say that's not hot hot garbage? Even the like the uh, Surface Three, which is like not the Surface Pro. That one starts at 4.99. Runs you have full Windows little, 10. It runs full Windows 10. You do have yeah. to add a little more for the keyboard. keyboard but yeah, that's the thing. Right. But there are other like cheaper, lower-end laptops. Windows 10 works really well on low-end hardware. Right. So. But you also said that there's no real apps on Chromebook, but there are, because they're going to support Android, Android apps soon. Yeah, soon? When? We've been it's hearing full. that for years? No, sure. we haven't. It's, it's actually out. legit it's happening. Someone I've tried it. 
tested it. it. See, it's cool. But even then, like an Android app on a on a desktop, I've used that before on Windows too with BlueStacks. It's it's a cool thing. You can't. I don't. It's not as useful as like having something actually integrated into the OS. I'll just say that you should give it a shot because it yeah. really did make me change my opinion of Chromebooks. Okay. But, um, it's gonna they're gonna be a lot more useful once that rolls out. Mm-hmm. All right, Sherlyn, who's the winner? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Chromebooks as a thing, um, but I don't think I want to spend five hundred dollars on uh, one. So Devendra, oh, yeah, all right, you got it tied up, man. <laughs> all right, so it's one one. Mm-hmm. This this. I'm very fair, you guys. Yeah, very fair. Impartial. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so let's move on to probably the biggest story of the week, mm-hmm. at least you know in general, not just in the world of tech, uh, but the Olympics. Oh yes. Um. <laughs> So this year, the Olympics kind of went all in on the digital thing. There's all sorts of ways to watch it, weird stuff, which I'll let uh, Devendra talk about in a minute. But they also have a very weird restriction <laughs> in that you're not allowed to make GIFs or, or GIFs, GIFs or GIFs. GIFs. I don't care how you pronounce it. GIFs, GIFs, GIFs. We are not having this discussion. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh-huh. and just steal... Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Rignetta's Jifes, and just oh. go with that. Um, thanks, Mike. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, um, Devendra, mm-hmm. why are these the most exciting and digital Olympics ever? I mean, I, there have been some issues, but I like the fact that there are so many apps out there. Every TV provider is giving access to the Olympics on their apps. There are even things like Sling TV, which is what I'm using, that gives you, you know, if you're subscribing to the sports channel, you get pretty much every Olympics event. So, much more access than before. That's a good thing. Once again, once again, right under on the wire. I know. I hate I'm going to have to get somebody who rambles a bit more on this show. <laughs> I'll I've do done too much radio. <laughs> That's it. Um, all right, Nate. Yeah. Why has how have the Olympics dropped the ball when it comes to digital distribution? The apps, in my experience, have just not been very good. Like I was trying to watch an event and it kept on starting from the beginning. <laughs> I couldn't. I had no idea if it was live. It said it was live, but it definitely didn't feel like it was live because I kept seeing the same thing over and over again. That was a really bad first impression. And also, no gifts is just a terrible decision. Get with the now. Uh, <laughs> right under. Oh, You're welcome. I, guys. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, now that I have to make my decision, it's always difficult for me. For someone like me who doesn't have, who's never seen the Olympics, who's not really big on the hype, but wants to maybe like, catch some clips here wait there. wait wait hang on i Go need ahead. i need to interrupt this whole Uh-oh. thing just for one you've never she, was, she wasn't alive the to see the olympics <laughs> that's a thing. Well, i can i can understand you're not like huge on it you don't watch it necessarily but literally have never like never walked through a room when it happened to be on <laughs> you mean this year or you mean just in general my dad used to make me watch some of it on tv okay Okay. Um, yeah. What a monster. Swimming ones. Yeah. I know. I why I don't get the big fuss, but um. <laughs> I didn't really anyway. care until a couple of years ago, to be honest. But yeah, it's a good the time. World Cup. Now that's exciting. But anyway, this is like the um, World Cup for every sport. Sorry, but there's yeah. too many. Um. So let's go back to <laughs> there's wait, wait. too many sports. <laughs> Y'all, it's okay. It's too early. The problem with we the should Olympics debate about golf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Golf Sorry. being back in the Olympics is wait. Is it back oh. in the Olympics? Yeah, for the Guys, first time we're in like digressing. a long time. Yeah, we're getting really off track. Right. But golf is golf is not a sport. I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> 
Do, does the app, is it free to access for everyone? No, so most of the apps, if you actually want to use them, you have to be a cable subscriber. So, so you have to log in with your cable account. Uh, if you don't have cable, you can watch on NBC over the air, but it's usually only at prime time, and it's like an edited, condensed version. Mm-hmm. And it seems like all they do is show, like, they show volleyball, they show gymnastics, they show uh, swimming and a couple mm-hmm. other things, but it's definitely only getting a small portion of the experience. So access doesn't appear to be, like, super widespread right now, right? Sling TV, you said, and do you have to pay for that? I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, the winner's Nate. <laughs> All right, two to one. It, it, it seems like uh, the lack of free and easy access is it's kind of the also deciding factor. Gifts and the gifts yeah. and the gifts is a problem. The, yeah, yeah the gifts are a problem. <laughs> um, a problem. Graphical I mean, interface I format. The, I would say the only argument in favor of the Olympics banning gifts is like these people are like working their butts off mm-hmm. and competing really hard, and then they get turned into a meme, and it's it's a little unfortunate i think if you're like an yeah, athlete yeah. who is like really working for it and then they got to show your like grimace on the on the podium that's but, kind of a crappy way to be remembered yeah, but, but the, you've yeah. decided to compete in something and show yourself like on a world stage yeah. mm-hmm. you accept that the possibility that you will be a meme yeah. is like so terrence and if you if win one a medal, day you are a meme that's fine it's going to happen out you're there, on this podcast. Make a meme of me. Do it. Go Turn him into a ahead. Muppet. That's I do whatever the, uh... you want. I no shame. Yeah. No, I, oh, I have a complete lack of self respect. I know um, you prep for tech conferences just like Michael Phelps. Like, yeah, do, doing the oh, full but... on Anakin. Like, <laughs> Come on, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's talk. Let's let's talk about our last topic mm-hmm. for for the week, yeah. which is. No Man's Sky, um, one of the most hyped games, yep. I'd say, in recent memory. Um, for those of you out there who have not played it or weirdly don't know what it is, it's basically a survival sandbox game in space. Um, Start out on a planet, you can go into space, yeah. visit other planets. So, so Devendra, tell me why people need to buy this and why it does, in fact, like, why does it deserve this hype? Does it live up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played it yet. I'm still waiting on my PC copy, the delays. Um, But this is a large-scale game that does more than most big titles uh, from a small indie team. I think that is something I'd like to support. And uh, the idea of it, the grandeur of it, looks amazing. All right. Nate? Yeah. Why should should people skip this? I think that unless you have, like, untold amount of hours to devote to this game it's gonna be hard to get a really good experience out of it based on that scale like i just don't know how someone can drop in there and play it casually and get a good experience that said again i haven't played it yet and there is something really impressive about what they're trying yeah. to do mm-hmm. okay again under the limit now i want i want to ask a very a, a, a question here um before we decide who the winner is because i think we we kind of skipped over what makes the game so impressive mm-hmm. like what there there is an underlying thing here that's the reason everybody got so hyped yeah. up about it uh, I mean, it, it's it's a universe that's growing. Like it's a universe of itself. They said what some quintillion amount of planets. Like it's eight, over eighteen quintillion. Eighteen quintillion, mm-hmm. and this is just like it's procedurally generated stuff. So it's like planets and stuff that when you go there, the game creates something. Uh, but what you do kind of impacts the greater world too. So people can end up visiting a planet that you've named and see the species you've named and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. I mean, and you've got to admit, Nate, that that's pretty impressive at least from a technical yeah it absolutely is and especially given the small team Mm -hmm. um it's interesting to see a triple a or a a small indie indie developer turn in a a title that's gotten this much hype and is that impressive in scale 
I have a hard time really hating on it, to be honest. It looks beautiful. Uh, but just as someone who doesn't have as much time as I'd like to to play video games, I'm not sure how I'm going to really get to feel mm-hmm. like I'm impacting this universe unless I'm going to sink you know, hundreds of hours into it. Some people can do that. Um, I feel like a lot of people can't. They may be missing part of an audience by not making it a little more accessible. Mm-hmm. Devendra, how much time do you spend playing games in general? It depends. Like it comes in waves. Like as yeah. new games come out. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm not busy reviewing things for Engadget and doing other work, uh, I'd like to spend like at least five or six hours a week. You think so that'll, that's not that much? That'll give you a good experience with No Man's Sky. I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of like this game that you can keep playing for a while, hop in and out whenever you need to. Um, seems like there's a lot of grinding involved, but. I, I take a casual approach to a lot of this. I've been playing The Witcher 3 for, like, how long since it came out? <laughs> I'm still playing it, so it's like, yeah. I mean, I think The Avengers got a very convincing argument. Yeah. And as a non-gamer, this even speaks to me, because I'm a science fiction freak. But like, yeah. So I really want to go explore this world, even as a non-gamer. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's pretty much the encapsulation of, like, every sci-fi fan's dream yeah. to be able to explore these If, they, if they can make it so you can drop in and out like that, play for a few hours, you know, leave it for a few weeks, come back, and still not feel like you're sort of lost or, or you know, not getting the full experience, then it'll be a win. Mm-hmm. We'll just see if that actually happens. So the winner... Devendra. Devendra. That means that we we end with a tie. It is two to two, and that means that nobody wins. Fight yes. to the death. Yes. Yeah, Fight to the death. I think we should Come just on. keep an ongoing tally. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think we could do that. I yeah. think we should okay. uh, I'll, update I'll... the standings every so often. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's actually a really good idea. Leaderboards. <laughs> We're gonna have a leaderboard. That's oh, gonna boy. be a thing. Oh, Get excited. Brainstorming is happening. <laughs> um, You're welcome. So yeah, uh, so that's. I think that's pretty much covers yeah. most of the big stories of the week. Um, I think now it's kind of time to turn our attention to you, Sherlyn. Hi. Um, <laughs> for for a little segment we are calling Open Sourced mm-hmm. because we have to name things. Yeah. We, we need a catchy name. We need, you know, these, these little bits. Um, so this is where we're going to talk a little bit about what goes into the stories that we publish. You know, the story behind the story if we want to be trite about it so meta. Um, I will avoid <laughs> using that phrase in future episodes because yeah. it, it hurts me on the inside <laughs> um, so but you were uh, it did not go up yet at the time that we're recording this, mm-hmm. this is Thursday morning I just turned it in yeah Yeah. Uh, so we still have to edit it mm-hmm. and all of that stuff all the, all the fun things that go in behind the scenes you know the formatting the mm-hmm. editing uh, but you checked out this service called Grover I did um, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, what is it? And tell us your thoughts. So Grover is basically like a rental service for all the devices you can think about. Um, it's, you can, for example, this MacBook over here is something that I took uh, out to test the service with. And I have it for a month. The rental price for it is like $109 for the month. But then the street or the retail price is at least $800, $900. So that's a good deal to me because I... Well, first of all, Grover like sponsored the one month trial so that we could test it out. Um, so I didn't have to spend money to have this, but I'm probably going to keep renting this little thing because it's cool. Um, and there's a lot of devices you can rent. You can try um, a fitness tracker, the Apple Watch, or a smartphone, or even drones and camera stuff. So I think it's a it's a really nice idea that has existed before. There's Rena Centers around, and there's um, Lumoid, another service, but Lumoid doesn't have the extent of library that Grover does and rent centers are just money sucks so don't do it um, 30% of what you pay for each month's rental from through Grover um, goes towards your eventual purchase of the device if you choose to so that's pretty neat and Siri is just listening in on everything <laughs> um, so 
one of the things that I think people probably may, maybe they do realize, but maybe don't realize, is that we get like an inordinate mm-hmm. amount of pitches from PR people, from companies and stuff. Our our inboxes are just slammed, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure you said that Grover was not one of those things that immediately jumped out to you. No, <laughs> I was like, I looked at it, I was like, I've heard of this before. Skip. Like every day, you have to make like decisions like this. So I'm just like, nah, I'm not gonna pay attention to it. But like the PR person was obviously persistent and was like, hey, I really think you would be interested. And then I was like, okay, I'll float it by Dana and Terrence because that's what I do. I'm responsible. <laughs> um, and so Dana was like, hey. This is actually kind of cool. This is like Rent the Runway. She came over to my desk. She was like, this is like Rent the Runway for Gadgets. And we should clarify, we're talking about managing editor Dana Woolman. Dana Woolman, yes. Um, and she was like, this is for people like V, Velasco, um, who will just throw all their money at all the gadgets and buy stuff nonstop. But this is a more econ- uh, like budget-friendly way of doing it. So she's like, let's try it out. Budget friendly up to a point, though, so you got to be careful. So, actually, when you tried it, how did you narrow down? I looked at the site quickly today and just saw like they've got consoles, they've got cameras, tablets, they've got a lot of stuff there. How did you manage like narrow it down? Like, oh, these are the things I actually want to like spend some money on and try. Yeah, a huge part of the the story that I wrote was about how difficult it was eventually to narrow it down because I was like, okay, first of all, let's go hit the the categories I know I was going to want something from. So I went to cameras because I'm working on a production on the side. I need camera equipment, and then I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about this MacBook and getting it for a while to get a feel for it. So this is a good way to try it out. And then I just went nuts. I just (laughs) went in like freaking looked at. Net at Mo's weather station. I was like, I don't have a yard, but I'll try it. Um, I was like, this key tracker thing is only three dollars a month. I will get it. But yeah. then you know, like a key tracker could like you can buy one for like twenty bucks. Yes. So yeah. that did not make sense. So I eventually like had to you know. And the worst thing was they were like, you can check out basically whatever you want. And I was like, I'll get everything. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Just add everything to your cart and then like, pull it down from there. A thousand dollars worth of things. But um, I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta narrow it down to four so I was like MacBook <laughs> camera I got a pair of Parazik headphones and that's because I just needed one and then I got a ring flash so it was very practical I think yeah. This sounds like a recipe for disaster, though. So, like, what are the restrictions for this whole thing? Especially fitness trackers, right? I don't. Yeah, it sounds. Oh, yeah, I don't want somebody else's sweat. sweat. Right. So, I was surprised when the stuff came to me that it was so pristine. It came in like a brand new condition. Oh, sure. Um, but sure, like yeah. you said, because first of all, as reviewers, I'm always like suspicious there. They're like, you gave me a special experience. Mm-hmm. You gave me this nicer version of it. Um, but it, it's also because Grover's only in its first month in the U.S. So all their inventory is still new. So if you want like a new non-gross fitness tracker, do it like now. Right. Um, and then afterwards, like, sorry, everybody else. <laughs> but they do like refurbish everything they say and they um, repackage and, and wipe all the devices clean. One of the things that was weirded out the most about was that I'm not going to use any credit card information on this MacBook because if I give it back, mm-hmm. who knows who's going to get it next? And like some kind of hacker guy is going to, or girl is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go into your hard drive um, or porn. Um, <laughs> well, just to clarify, you, you're not using this computer for porn. Not using it for right. porn. Other Are you more concerned about them finding your porn or finding <laughs> your credit card numbers? I think my 
You know what? Check out both. You know what? It's my okay. my my porn library is great as it's my credit card is empty, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, but they should have like a button like once you send it back, like self destruct. Like just they should. Low level so wipe I asked everything. the I yeah. asked the CEO and I was like, you know, what kind of reset do you do? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we just go through the you know factory reset options in the computer. I was like, I could no, do that myself. No, 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 no. They were like, we're not doing any CIA level stuff. You do, and they give the option to overwrite yeah. it seven times on there. I think. <laughs> really? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. only seven times? Only seven. That's pretty good, I think. That's not bad. But if it but changes still, hand like hands yeah. like ten times, then and you can't trust them that they'll do it. I, I, as a consumer, I'd feel better if like I hit this button, right? And this thing happens. Well, you're supposed to do it before you send it to them, okay. and then they'll do another check to okay. make sure. But again, it's not people like the definitely top will level. send it back yes. without doing that. There are people that will do that. But mm-hmm. another thing that I was really concerned about was so I talked about this to our colleagues, and Mona um, was like, "I want to try an Apple Watch," and she very astutely went and looked at the terms and conditions, mm-hmm. and who does that Mona, Mona. apparently <laughs> <laughs> and she was like hey so it says I'm liable for all the damage and I was like no they told me that they'll pay for 50%, 50% of any damage so this was where it got really thorny for me and I mm-hmm. pointed it out to the PR people and uh, Grover CEO and I was like this is weird mm-hmm. you're making people enter a legally binding document that says that they're going to be responsible for the full amount of the damage Whereas you told me mm-hmm. on our interview that you're going to cover 50% of it. And then in an email replied to my query saying, yeah, we're still going to waive 50% of it. And his reasoning for not putting it in the terms and conditions was that they didn't want to make it sound like they're providing insurance. Yeah, so, that, that could be a problem too. But even then, like, yeah, going running with a device that you could end up yeah, paying smashing for. Right. I mean, they yeah. give the, you can do phones, right? And people break yeah. phones constantly. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I, I've never seen anybody outside of this office with like a fully functional clean <laughs> unshattered phone yeah right so and even most of the people in this office have yeah, phones. yeah. Exactly. at this point mine is shattered so anyway i just i just that part was prickly for me but um of course if you go into it and understanding that you're going to be liable for the damages it's something just to be aware of mm-hmm. and know. Yeah. which i mean i guess makes sense yeah um you shouldn't be able to rent something and smash and be like, oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. 50%. That's not great either. <laughs> it's not your problem. Yeah. Just yeah. break it in half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so it sounds like in general, though, you were pretty happy with your I experience was. with it. Um, but it is also a relatively new service. I'm sure not everything is super rosy. So I think this is this is a good opportunity for you to offer said startup some advice on how to improve their service. Just like straight yeah. talk to them. <laughs> hey, fix your terms and conditions. <laughs> fix your website. It needs to like work better, look better. I need all my information up top, not scrolling down to realize, oh, this is a flash. Like the picture is not enough at the top. Um, but another thing was that was really cool was that the, when I talked to the CEO, he mentioned that they're going to add unlimited pricing. So basically, you could pay say a hundred dollars a month, and you could check out any three gadgets you want. I, that sounds a lot more compelling to me. I really would do that. Like, <laughs> if that were the case, I'd be like, yes, I will pay $100 a month every month for the rest of my life just to get any three <laughs> gadgets all the time. I don't um, know. For the rest of your life? <laughs> for the rest of my life, I would. And then, I mean, that $100, mm-hmm. I don't know if that will, 30% of that will go into the purchase of the device right, eventually. Right. This isn't launched yet, right? They're this hasn't launched, but he said, like, around Christmas, um, they mm-hmm. might have something like that available. So that, to me... Because the company keeps touting itself as we're like the Spotify of um, gadgets. I'm like, I don't uh, get it. <laughs> I just completely just lost. Me. Pro tip, better tagline. I did yeah. not get it. And I think Dana's idea of it, rent the runway for gadgets, makes a lot more sense. Sure. Yeah. That's it's only in New York City right now, though, right? Yes, it's only in New York. Uh, it'll come to other cities soon, though. Hopefully. 
So, yeah, uh, I guess be on the lookout for that. That piece should hopefully be up by the time the podcast goes. Oh, out. yeah, it should be. Um, provided that me and Dana do our jobs properly. <laughs> if it's not up, it's our fault. Fingers crossed. It's all Terrence, really. Um, so I want to move on now to our big topic of the week and do our, our, our group chat, yep. our, our, our panel discussion. We need a new name for that. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bothering to change the name right now. These things are in flux. <laughs> yeah, these... Uh, yeah, who knows? Who cares? Um, <laughs> so uh, I want to dig in a little bit on one particular story, and I'm sure it's one that everybody is super excited to talk about, and that's Snapchat. Yay. Um, <sighs> for those who maybe missed this, uh, Snapchat released a filter lens or whatever it's called, a selfie lens. I think that's the, the proper terminology. Or filter. Yeah. Whatever. Or a selfie filter. Who cares? Um <laughs> That is essentially um, yellow face. If you've mm-hmm. seen Breakfast at Tiffany's and you sure. are familiar with uh, Mickey Rooney, yep. Rooney's character, uh, it basically does that to your face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it is crazy offensive, mm-hmm. and this is not the first time that Snapchat has gotten in trouble for releasing what I think is a pretty blatantly racist filter. For sure, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll just start with you, Devendra, because you're there and I'm looking okay. at you. Yeah. Is there... Any world in which any of this is okay. No, I, I don't think so. And the sad thing is, like, after the Bob Marley filter, that was stupid, incredibly stupid, and we gave them a lot of crap for that. I cannot believe that this is still happening again. Like, clearly, Snapchat hasn't learned uh, from the mistakes it's made. And I, I wonder if this speaks to the diversity of the people on staff, too. Like, anybody, anybody who looks at this and is not a white person may be like, let's not do this. Let's not go down this road. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like I need to step in here as the only outwardly yellow person Uh, on this panel. Not American. Not American. So you don't you don't know our tropes of racism yet. You'll learn. Don't worry. As we discovered in the lead up to the episode, uh, you have not seen Breakfast at Breakfast at Tiffany's. And she didn't recognize the the trope either. Right. Looking at the pictures that were provided, Mm -hmm. I I wanted to try this filter myself, but it was taken down already. (laughs) Obviously. Um, But looking at the pictures, I was like it. I wouldn't have caught on immediately that this was mm-hmm. so-called yellow face. Um, and I didn't know if maybe, like you said, someone on Snapchat staff was, mm-hmm. you know, or everyone was just as dumb as me. Their explanation was that they were going for anime style. Which it does look very stupid. anime style, except for the whole the, Bugs Bunny yep. thing. The, yep. the buck teeth thing is not anime style. And nope. I mean, I would argue that nothing about it is anime style. I mean, I'm not the hugest, like... Mm-hmm. Um, Addictive anime, but I'm pretty sure most of it. It's like big eyes. Big eyes it's very big it's, hair. Yeah, spiky hair. Yeah. It's well, South weird. Park has done great anime like oh, yeah. tropes, like Princess making fun Kitty. of that. Yeah, yeah. So and that and that's South Park. South Park does this better than Snapchat. a big tech company. Come on. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've been South Park's been doing it for like what twenty yes. years. But yes. yeah, They're good it's, at it. it's it's a crazy thing. The Bob Marley one was was more interesting because I think Bob Marley's estate sanctioned it. So yeah. like I'm wondering who made that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but immediately it was pretty obvious it was not smart and looked mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah, and that that one did not get pulled. I don't think right. Oh, they left that up. I'm not sure. I think it was. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, I yeah. don't remember seeing the Bob Marley one. I wasn't sure if it's one of those because okay. So oh, I can pull it up for you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, we it, hopefully we can we'll embed a link to the post at the very least uh, in the description of the podcast. Um, if we can't show a photo it. of this, but yeah, I mean, this is those the definition of blackface. That yeah, most um, sure. 
the there are two photos of staff members with the Bob Marley filter uh, applied. Oh. One of those is a white person. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I see. Okay, so that's <laughs> no. They're they're both not white it's people not in that picture that you're showing me, Terrence. But um, <laughs> what I thought was it was just that thing—the wig, the frame right. around the face, not yeah. like an actual color if it skin was tone. Just to some dreads. Yeah, like, if it was just some dreads, I mean, Adrian Brody on SNL, right? Yeah, like that it, that's even that I think is questionable. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. it's not highly offensive. It's just like, uh, it's just don't do this, dumb. Yeah. But right. like, full on blackface, yeah. which is what yeah. that was. Yeah. I mean, I and then that, they do yeah. it again. Sorry, then they <laughs> that's again. That's, that's the most insane thing. How could someone have possibly thought that was a good idea after all the bad press they got just yeah. like four months ago? Yeah. I so think you go ahead. I think they were like, you know, this isn't actually changing the skin tone. We're just changing the look of their eyes and their we're teeth. Just, we could go because because mm-hmm. Snapchat has done this in their other filters. They have so many filters that do things like that, mm-hmm. but no one's mad at the mermaid filter. No one's mad at the sure. gypsy. Yeah. They queen. do exaggerate no, a lot of yes. facial features. They do that, a lot. but it's important. Like I think the idea of representation and yeah. how you handle the stuff is important because we're yeah we're at a point where these silly little apps can transform your face and that's actually dangerous territory for a lot of people especially if you're unaware of right. all the cultural conflict going in like do you like Sherilyn do you have a better sense of why people are outraged now because I am, yeah, we kind of pointed out what you look at the history of World War II cartoons in America. Yeah. I remember studying like uh, studying uh, Japanese culture and stuff in school. I'm old. <laughs> I'm so old. Also, wow. I've seen the Olympics several times. Oh yeah. You baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Popeye, Mickey mm. Mouse, Dr. Seuss. So many pr- cultural icons doing like strictly racist things against Japan and in support of America during World War II. And a lot of that yellow face was a big part of it, that whole caricature. I, I mean, yeah. for people with that kind of a history, I see how it's very <laughs> offensive. And, yeah. and let's make clear, like Snapchat is an American company. Yes. This is not yes. like some company led by a bunch of people like mm-hmm. from a different country or yeah. a different continent who are experiencing a different culture. These people should be aware mm-hmm. Of this history, and uh, even of just their own history, as we said before, this happened however many months ago now, at, at least <laughs> once. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. uh, this is. And racism hasn't <laughs> been their only problem, too. They've also done filters where they've basically just made you know, a teenage look where it's braces and glasses, right, and it's just right. like the ugly duckling look. And I'm just like, well, no, that yeah. to me was offensive because <laughs> as a kid, I grew up looking that yep. way. Yeah, lots that of kids. Right. Right. Well, that yeah. was one, yeah. of the, one of the memes that was surfacing, uh, making the rounds when they put that filter up was people like, I'm, I'm glad that I don't look like this and put the picture of themselves <laughs> normally next yep. to the picture of themselves with the Snapchat filter, and it literally didn't look any different. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I don't think that the people at Snapchat, the CEO, the engineers or anything are racist. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't think that anybody's necessarily suggesting that, right? Or, or is anybody going to suggest that? I mean, no, well, that's, a, that's a, whenever you have this discussion, you'd be like, well, we're not saying they're racist. But the, the idea that these things happen over and over again, it's about the, the systemic racism, right? The stuff that's there that they don't recognize. Maybe somebody did object to this. And nobody right. listened to them. And if that's a cultural problem, yeah, that's a big that's a bigger problem. That that is institutional racism right there. Well, and there's also been a lot of talk about the lack of diversity at Snapchat. Yep. They haven't released uh, numbers despite people asking them for it. I believe their CEO has been rather cagey about those numbers in a number of interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and I think I saw a screenshot. And, you know, obviously you see their board, and it's just white men down the line. Mm. Uh, 
there may be other people in the company who are more diverse that they're not representing there. But in any event, it looks like from the outside that they are not, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the one of the ways I've always heard uh, Snapchat described is that it's basically a company run by a bunch of like frat dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the CEO has said horrible things in the past, uh, and you know, I try not to write them off entirely because of this. They, like, you like to see them grow up a little bit. Um, I just don't think they realize like how powerful of a platform they have right now. There's so many people using it. I don't know why they feel the need to like focus on these ridiculous filters uh, to the extent that they do. I think they should maybe like fix the UI and not be racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the UI is a different beast. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, I guess there's really not much to say mm-hmm. beyond what we've already said. I mean, like, Are, this is, is this changing how you guys view or use Snapchat? I mean, I. I don't use Snapchat really. I have an account. Um, yeah, uh, got to save your name. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. literally, that's what I do. Is I sign up for every new service and claim my name. Um, but I was never a big fan of it. I never really used it that much. That being said, I will never use it again. Mm-hmm. This was like kind of it for me. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm walking away. This yeah. is crazy. I'm also. I'm not a big fan of the service. It was, when it was all ephemeral, it was completely pointless. I think Snapchat Stories made it a little more interesting. But even now, like I can get a lot of that on Instagram. Hey, that's hey, great. So I'm just gonna that. Stick we got an alternative now. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna keep using Snapchat. <laughs> I know I shouldn't. Be. I know y'all hate me. No, but there's, no. There's an age divide happening too. Like that, that is it. Us olds are not. Yeah. Also, not that much younger than you guys. I but don't okay. Know. Talk about that later. We'll You've never wait. seen the Olympics before, so right. I don't know how old you are. In pure, in, in terms of pure years, maybe not. But me, me and Devendra, yeah. at the very least, are old souls, and I think <laughs> we can loop Nate in on that one too. Sure. We're, we're at our hearts really probably about a decade that. older than we are physically. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I, I'm in the same boat as those guys. I've not used it a ton. Mm-hmm. I've played around with it a little bit. I'll occasionally see stuff that I think is interesting. I think the stories was a really good idea. There's some value there. Um, but I have been a, the best of passive user, and I don't think I will be using it extensively ever, really. All right, so I think that about wraps it up. Uh, it guys... Thank you so much for joining me. This was, I, I want to say fun. Fun, yeah, is, fun is the word you use to describe. I like yelling at tech companies. Yeah, <laughs> great. That actually is a lot of yeah. fun. I, I am going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be the name of the podcast. Yeah. I like yelling, yelling at tech, yelling at tech oh, companies. Yelling at tech. Be tech. better. Be better. Be better. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good segment. Mm-hmm. Um, segment. Devendra, where can yes. where can our loyal listeners and viewers find you on, on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Devendra, and I uh, have a personal website that I'm rebuilding at devendra.org. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Sherlyn? Um, on Twitter, I am at Sherlyn Lowe. Try to spell that. <laughs> and uh, I'm also rebuilding my personal website, Sherlyn.org, too. Personal website. Wait, They're seriously? Great. It is, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I don't have a personal website because I'm too lazy to make one. Uh, but I'm on Twitter at Nate Ingram. Look it up. <laughs> it's a real train wreck. If you dare. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Terrence O'Brien. That's lots of E's, no A's. Or you can hit up the official Engadget Twitter. That's at Engadget. Or email us at podcasts at Engadget. Uh, we want your feedback. We want your suggestions, your complaints, whatever it is. The only way the show is going to get better is if we do what you want, and we won't know what you want unless you tell us. So uh, thanks for joining us, and don't mix uh, next week's episode. But before we go, I just want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from Polybius Champion until you need to take a canoe somewhere. Words to live by. Mm. <laughs> Cheers. Thinking emoji. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.